Blue Man Group. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're happy to be with you today. All Woo! Right. Morning radio voices. Here we go. You're in the morning bow, zoo. Bow, 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 bow. Justin, that totally could have been you. You realize that, right? What's that? Oh, it, I know. It could have been morning rush radio with Justin. Let me tell you this. If that, <laughs> I would be, depending on what market I was in, mm-hmm. I would be much more financially set. <laughs> and I would, I would, I would take... What the the stigma that comes with it mm-hmm. in order to have that paycheck? Really? Oh yeah. Is it they get paid pretty well? Morning radios where the where the the money is at. Again, it depends on what market. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I, in Chicago, obviously that's market three. So I, I, there you get the morning jocks on the bigger stage. Like I think Eric of Eric and Kathy, I think he's close to a million a year. Yeah. Um, I think I, you would. I think you would have hated yourself eventually. You would. You would grown to be like. You would you would basically be like, <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on what I was allowed to morph the show into. True, very true. Like I, I, I don't find Eric and Kathy <clears throat> annoying. Like I actually I I like because they don't seem like the morning man. Like it's not like, and again, nothing against Man Cow because he you know he's made it work for him and and you know I at the time that he was coming up that was what was what. The that morning radio was, you know, mm-hmm. it was that man cow's morning madhouse, and they had weird yeah. shit on there, and you know this and this. But <clears throat> I, Eric and Kathy, to me, like do more of a. It is more of like just like fun little like bits and like polls and surveys, and they take callers and they have they have to me what I think are good interviews with some celebrities. So mm-hmm. if it went more in that vein, I think it would be great. Or I could do like an anti Rush Limbaugh morning show. <laughs> <laughs> Not against Rush Limbaugh, but just the opposite of what he does. Sure. And uh, just hey, a, guys, I want to tell you something. I love you. Just a t- I love you all out there. You're doing great. Angry, like an, <laughs> a kindly angry Alex Jones. You need to shut the fuck up and do what you want to do. You're a good person. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you. Not to do what you love. Listen here. Linda, clean me up. <laughs> he beat me to it. I was like, listen here. <laughs> Linda, I, I've soiled myself. I've soiled myself again. No, uh, um, I'm gross. Yeah, just doing more like I. I always see the, the the thing that I the mistake I made when I was in college is that I thought I wanted to go into uh, music radio, sure, and to do and have a show because I was like, oh, to play. And here was here was the the kicker was Good Morning Vietnam, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I might have said this in the show before, but I thought. I was I saw Robin Williams as Adrian Cronauer, the you know the Vietnam jock, uh, and I was like, oh, you get to do silly voices and make people laugh and play like classic rock and rock and roll, mm-hmm. and it sounds, seems great. Why not? Um, turns out I actually wanted to be in the film industry, <laughs> and and not not just a, a you you want to perform to some degree exactly yeah. yeah. So, but I, the other thing I was thinking, I'm like talk radio. Mm-hmm. I think. Having some sort of a talk radio show yeah. on Sirius or something like that would have been more, or on Two East Eighth, or on Two East Eighth, whatever. <laughs> so this this is the realization of what I could not see in college yeah. when I was getting my inter- I should have gotten an internship. I loved my internship, mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. It was at the Loop uh, with Bird, 
and uh, it was it was awesome. Um, but I should have probably gotten gotten an internship on a talk radio station. Yeah, I feel like that probably would have been closer to where I was going. Yeah, I think because I don't have the kind. I love music and I love classic rock. Here. I do not have like the guy I I interned with, Bird is a walking encyclopedia <laughs> of music. It is frightening how much it he makes knows. you feel like shit because you don't know. It's what he amazing knows. what he knows. And yeah. so like he is a perfect classic rock jock. He knows the fucking music inside and out. I love it. I don't know it like that. So it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Exactly. It was like when I went to go do like uh, music producing when I was in grad school. I'm like, right. oh yeah, I love music. I, I love making music. I love everything about it. I want to help people make music. And I got in there and I'm like, I don't know shit about making music. <laughs> Right, I was right. like, oh, I don't know enough of the th- music theory. I can't coach anybody. I can't. I don't know. Sh- I can't hear when someone's off or too fast or too slow. I'm like, sure. I, I should get out of this. And smart, I was smart enough to be like, yeah, I'm out. Right. Like right. I took one class. I'm like, nope, nope, not good enough to it's, do this. It's amazing how much musical talent a good music producer needs. Oh, 100%. Because you think of it, you're just like, oh, they're just a producer. They're They're telling someone how to do something. But you need to know how to do it. In order to tell someone how to do it. It's no different than anything else. It's like being a good coach for a sport. Right. Like, you don't necessarily have to be a pro athlete to teach someone how to do, like, football. Right. But you need to have a good knowledge of football, the mechanics, the strategies, like, the techniques and stuff so that you can coach someone to sure. get the best out of them. So. If you just have someone that's like, yeah, I love pl- I love football. I love watching it. Right. I love playing Madden NFL on the PlayStation. And they show up and it's like, okay, coach them how to be better. And they're like, uh, I don't know, run 98 Blitz. <laughs> it's like, run Mad Dog Blitz. It's right. like, what what, how, what does that mean? Like, you, do you know the difference between A gap and B gap? And do, do you not understand what any of that stuff means? Yeah, triangle, triangle, square, circle, triangle. <laughs> yeah, Come, right. on, Come on, guys. Just Come put on. in the combos. Just hit X five times in a yeah, row. Yeah, there's a big difference between being a fan, which is what you and I both were, which yeah. I love that we both had that experience. We both had the realization where we're like, oh yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a music historian, right? I'm not a uh, a producer, so I can't. If someone were to come in and be like, ah, I don't know, man, I have this song, can you help me with it? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Improve your technique, maybe try this, maybe a key change. I'd be like, oh no, it sounds good, right? Let's do that. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not going to work out. Very, uh, very suggestible. Yeah. Does this sound good? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I like it. And not only that, but also the the technical side of it, of like hooking up microphones right. and doing different stuff like that. I, I had to learn all of that. Breaking I, down a mic stand. Right. Still learning, guys. <laughs> I'm working on it. You know, like I, I, I tried so hard to understand like the different mics and yeah. how they work, how to actually get them to record. Like right. I'm not very good. That's not the different for my expertise. patterns of microphones. And yeah. And yeah. how to get that and bussing different stuff. Like oh, I, I don't know how to do any of that shit. And yeah. I tried, I wanted so hard to be interested in it and I was lying to myself. Yep. I was like, it's cool, but I don't understand it. It's not my expertise. Absolutely. And it's okay. Yeah. To be like, nope, nope, that's not it. Yeah. So I was like, let's apply my, my skills <laughs> elsewhere that I'm good at and I like. Right. So, Hey, yeah, morning radio. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself, you son of a bitch. Do what you love. <laughs> uh, so I want to take this opportunity to do something new. Um, I, I hear we've got a great fan out there and someone who's been listening to us on the regular, and I want to give them a shout-out. So this one goes out to uh, Officer Alex Brock down in uh, Jackson, Missouri. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, when you get a chance, uh, tell Mr. Cochran uh, he's, a, he's a big pussy. And and tell him that he is a sore loser. <laughs> so we love you, Dave. <laughs> we do love you, Dave. <laughs> that one's that was just. But joke. Officer Brock, Officer here, Brock, to you, buddy. To you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for keeping the kids safe on down there. Absolutely, on down there. <laughs>
Hey, it's a criminal safe. I don't know. I don't, I've never been to Missouri, so I don't know. <laughs> One of these days, I told you, I have this weird thing where I'm going to bring you on a trip to my, my home. Can we eat at both of the Taco Bells? <laughs> We're the, oddly enough, there's only one Taco Bell. Wait, what do you have two of? I have two. Well, well, I'll say, what is it? Well, obviously, yeah, Taco Bell. There's two Pizza Huts. Ah. There's two McDonald's. Okay. Uh, what else is there two of? Um, Jesus. I feel like there's two of everything. Uh, at one point, there was three Hardee's. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why, but there were fancy. Um, ah, Jesus, there's like a bazillion gas stations. There's a ton of used car lots. There's a bunch of banks, like an inordinate amount of banks. <laughs> I don't know why we have so many banks there. I'm like, Dude. why? Why are there so many banks? Um, How many Hardys are there now? Zero. Hardys left. Hardys is gone, man. Oh, man, that, that disappoints me. Yeah. Well, we'll have to eat both Pizza Huts then. Yeah. Well, you will go both. Which one? You have to decide which one's better, and we'll start a Twitter war. North or south? Well, that's the thing. No, so if we go to Kirksville, we have to eat at both of whatever is double down there. So right. both McDonald's, oh, both Pizza God. Huts, both Chinese places, both. Oh, there's a bunch of Chinese places. Whatever it is, and I want we're going to do a review of, of the north and the south <laughs> whatevers in Kirksville. It's really weird why a town of that size, for those of you who don't know Kirksville, which should be all of you, uh, except for the the cool people who listen back there. Um, Kirksville's about 17,000 people, which yeah. sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Right. Um, and the town is real quick. You can drive through it real quick. But there's, for some reason, there's a lot like... packed in there. There's a lot of, like, one McDonald's would do fine. Right. We don't really need to separate it into the North McDonald's and the South McDonald's. <laughs> right. Or the North Pizza Hut and the South Pizza Hut. And there used to be those, like those Yankee McDonald's, yeah, up there. right. Like or those rednecks ones down there. The it's, North, I it's mean, in the same town, guys. It's, and it's funny because like growing up there, it was like, man, it does take a while to get to the south end of town. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. But when you live there, I feel like I felt the same. And you're way. used to that. Like yeah. for now, like I remember going. My mom's like, oh, you have to drive all the way south. I'm like, what is that? Like five minutes. I'll drive that five minutes. Do you know how hard to get it, it is to get around Chicago? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I plan for 30 minutes to get to work, and it's not that far away. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's no big deal. Yeah, you're like, look, going this, this going back to Kirksville in a way is almost like, like it's it's almost a relaxing. I don't mind driving there. You're right, exactly. And I hate driving. I'm like, ah, sure, I'll drive five minutes, whatever. Right. No big deal. Right. It's not that big of a deal. You have no idea how much it takes to get from point A to point B in Chicago. So, Mom... I got it. Don't worry. Yeah. I will do this for you because it is so fucking easy. I remember when traffic used to be really bad there, too, because at 3 o'clock, that's when school would get out, so there'd be all the buses right. and everything. And to be fair, um, there was a main highway that went through Kirksville, um, and it was just hell for truckers. Was it? Because they'd have to go through the town, <laughs> and they would just sit there and be like, uh, and Jill's dad's a trucker. He'd be like, I fucking hated going through Kirksville. <laughs> so he was he was yeah. a, a, very familiar with it. So they built a bypass now, so you can just bypass oh, that's you nice. know, Kirksville, yeah. so, which was kind of a big deal. They're like, we're going to lose business because people aren't going to come through. I'm like, how many people are really stopping? Right. Let's how many people are stopping. And you know where they're not stopping? Downtown. They're not going to the small town, you know, Main Street market. We are so going to the downtown. Oh, uh, we can. It's a ghost town. You can see, I mean, if you didn't see We're Tumbleweeds. We're breaking into some buildings. If you didn't see Tumbleweeds, I'd be shocked. Now, the one good thing downtown is there's the movie theater, so, yeah. which is pretty cool. How far away is, is it Jackson or Jackson? Uh, Jackson, Missouri. From How far away is that from Kirksville? About five and a half hours. Oh, damn it. Okay. So <laughs> you want to do? Officer Brett, well, he wouldn't have yeah. any pull. In, like, <laughs> 
if we broke in somewhere and got in trouble, we couldn't just be like, we know Officer Brock. Officer Brock said it was cool. Yeah. It's for research. Officer who? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, just call Jackson and just ask Call him. Jackson, Missouri, and speak to Officer Brock. Yeah, what? Trust me. It's we have no jurisdiction up here, he but said, he, Officer Brock said it was he okay. He said it was cool. <laughs> he said we could be here in this dark warehouse. Right. Recording. We're. It's a research... Uh, we're doing Brand. a research trip yes all right this is, <laughs> say it exactly like that it, with those gaps it's research we're doing it's, it's a it's research, research trip, trip. <laughs> all right leave us alone ask officer brock leave us alone. officer brock knows officer brock, as we're getting car- carted away in handcuffs just screaming officer brock knows officer brock knows <laughs> they're just like it becomes this giant conspiracy theory these two gentlemen were caught in this abandoned warehouse in rural Missouri, and they were screaming upon being arrested. Officer Brock knows. What does he know? What do they know? Who is this alleged Officer Brock? Is, what's, he, is he real? What's going this, on? Was it a code? Right. Was it a code? <laughs> it becomes this like conspiracy theory cry throughout the internet. Officer Brock knows. Twitter handle, Which, hashtag Officer Brock knows. People rally behind it. Yeah. They're just... Free Doug and Justin, Officer Brock knows. Does he is he this villain? Is he this hero? Who knows? Is, Officer Brock knows. He's like the shadow. He is. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our topic this week. Since we're doing morning radio, let's get to our topic and with a beautiful segue, which you know what? I haven't done a bad segue in a while. I'm kinda, no, it's I'm been, disappointed in I myself. I kind of been missing them a little I bit, know. if I'm gonna be honest with you. I know, me too. We're gonna kick it over to the traffic center. Traffic's bad. Weather and traffic on the twos. I love that with uh, Family Guy. Going over to Ollie for uh, weather update. It's raining. All right, thanks, Ollie. Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know, Netflix has a new original movie coming out. It's called The Discovery, ah. um, and it's basically starring uh, Jason Segel, Rooney Mara, uh, and uh, oh God, why is his name failing me? Robert Redford, there it is, nailed it. Uh, I was like, he was in, he was in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, I'm sure that's what he wants to be known for. Um, so basically, the premise for this movie, everything okay? Yeah, I just haven't been recording. Timing. You haven't been recording. Shit. Yeah, no, I've been recording. I haven't been timing it. So. Fuck. <laughs> we could be short. We could be long. We could be right on time. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Um. So the premise is that uh, there's a scientist that proves 100 percent that there's an afterlife. And because of this information, mass suicides start happening in the world. So, like, people just start basically, they're like, cool, I'm out. And they just, like, start calculating. And it's obviously. Paradise is waiting for me? Well, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. So, um, obviously, it, it's, it's not entirely. The premise is sort of like the way that we get into viewing these three characters mm. and how they're dealing with everything. Because, uh, obviously, it's, it's more important to deal with it that way, to tell the story through that lens. So. I was wondering, I thought, what, a, what an awesome premise. Like, something I'd never considered before. Like, what if what if we knew, like, you know, just 100% proven, not just faith-based, but also scientifically based, that there is somewhere that you you go when you die. <clears throat> okay. What would that do to our world? Now, keep in mind that based on this premise, we don't know what the afterlife is. We don't know if it's heaven. We don't know if it's hell. We don't know if it's just like... So based off of, and obviously watching this, you probably would get a better idea, but based maybe. off of the trailers or something, so he, they have proven... The teaser it. is the most... If you didn't read the synopsis, you'd have no idea what the, what the, okay. what the, what the movie was about. But, so it, 
at least at this point, the information that we have, we don't. They know there's an afterlife. They have given us no. They don't know if it's. They don't know if you're getting tortured, if it's eternal damnation, or if it's paradise. They don't know if it's paradise. They don't know if it's hell. They don't know if it's just like the next level, like the dog level, like or you know, interesting. Whatever happens, you know, like who knows? Purgatory. They just know it's there. It's just something does definitively happen to you when you die. Interesting. And this is a movie or a miniseries? Uh, it's gonna be a movie. Okay. So, um, I thought it was a really fascinating premise, and if that existed um, in our reality, if we knew yeah. unequivocally that we would go someplace, how would that affect us as we as we are like in our regular state? So, oh man, I mean, it still brings it still unpack. begs the question of like, well, where exactly do we go? I think it takes a little bit of pressure off because you do know you go somewhere. Because right. right now, we it's like, is it nothing or, or is it something? Right. It's a, it's a fifty-fifth, yeah. Uh, it, taking away what is it? It's it's is it something or is it nothing? And that, that's the first. And what question. do you think based on that? Are, are we based as, off the movie or in reality? In reality, Pete Holmes always asks uh, oh. on his podcast. This is one of the questions he asks yeah. people at the end. He's like, you know, is is, is dead the end? Is what he says. Right, right. As, is it is it nothing or is it something? I would say, I would say, dead is not the end. I would say something, but I don't know. I don't know. Prove it. <laughs> Let me pull up Netflix real quick. Real quick. Um, no, I would say I would say uh, if if the two choices are nothing or something. Personally, I think something. Not sure what, but I think something. Something would be preferable. Yes, but I think it's nothing. You think it's nothing? Yes. Um, I just I. Um, <sighs> It's like most of my views. Prove the, it. Pr- prove it. Okay. <laughs> well, that All is. All right. We'll wait to hear back from him. All right. T- <laughs> if there's something, I'll let you know. Right. <laughs> Interrupt the signal of this microphone if there's something. Oh, shit. Um, so, I, I, again, I, I with most things with, you know, my religious thoughts, and we're not going to go down that you rabbit fundy hole. Christian. My fundy crindy crindy. Crindy. Call me a crindy. I'm going to get Wayne on here, and we're going to debate this topic again. <laughs> uh, essentially is, um, you know, I, I want to, I would, it's comforting, it would be comforting to, to know that there is something greater than us out there. Sure. Um, not necessarily uh, manipulating our every move or putting us on a track uh, that we follow, like a predetermined fate or something like that, but it would be comforting for me to know that there was a greater uh, existence or uh, force that created us. Um, and then also, if there was some place that we go, um, but I also think just that's just too fairy tale for me to think that. I think it's good because people try hard in life. Um, aside from just doing it because it makes the most sense to be good to each other, right. As a collective, right, and make all of our lives better. Earlier, we were off mic. We were talking about the idea of uh, of animals and like the mm-hmm. group collective, and when one is sick, and that make, brings down the group average of everyone. So, exactly. as humans, it's it 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 betters the it betters the the pack mm-hmm. if you are generally a lead a, a good life it helps everyone yeah sure yeah like if if we stick together if we trust each other if we don't lie if we don't murder each other you know if we're genuinely helping each other out we have a better existence yes and this i feel like is uh empowered by the fact of the thought of like if you're good you will be rewarded after you die which again seems more fairy tale to me and that's not a knock against Christianity. It just seems like it, it seems like well, if you finish your dinner, you'll get dessert, right? And I just to me, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Doug seem never like got dessert when he was I younger. Know, dessert was dessert was always a fairy tale. It was a fairy tale. 
my body would tell you otherwise. I finished every fucking dinner and never got my dessert. Yeah, the dessert was something, you know, it was like, don't worry, go to, go to sleep. And then when you wake up, there'll, there'll be dessert. And there's never any dessert. Just school. <laughs> Just school. <laughs> Just school. Just school. So that being said, yeah. so we'll, we then would take that idea of that question's gone. So then it's like, cool, now let's take this premise. It's like, okay, Boom. It's been proven. Right. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Elon <laughs> Musk, Bill Gates, the three top minds of our world have gotten together. <laughs> I like that you throw Bill Gates in there. <laughs> and said, Fair yes, enough. we have checked the internet, we've checked the stars, and we've checked electricity to let us know. And we've that driven there. <laughs> we've driven there to find out that there is indeed an afterlife. You go somewhere when you die. Can we throw Sir Richard Branson in there, Sir too? Sir Richard Branson. I feel like we need a cool factor in there. Oh, Richard Branson. That's a guy from Virgin Airlines, right? Yeah. That guy's an asshole. Dude. Well, maybe, but... <laughs> and then we'll add Sir Patrick Stewart in, because he'll be the one who's delivering the message. If you put in Patrick Stewart, you got to put Ian McKellen in there, too. Obviously, together. I mean, they, they come as a package they deal. They do. It is. It's a, it's a deal. Bill Nye, the science guy, should probably get thrown in there, 100%. too. 100%. So, all right. So now we've got Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, the science guy, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Sir Ian McKellen, and Patrick Stewart. Yes. Is he a sir? Sure. Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay. Yeah. Should we throw Sir Paul McCartney in there, too, because he's another sir? No. Okay. No. It's already too crowded. It's too much. Yeah. The ship just shipped to the other side just got too exactly. crowded. Yeah. So these these fine gentlemen. They all pile into a Tesla. <laughs> They've all determined that there is okay. emphatically, without a doubt, an afterlife. Right. So you but they do have go not, somewhere else. But they have not proven what the afterlife is. But they don't know what it is. They have scientifically decided that they've somehow analyzed something when the body dies. There is, They know. They see something. There's a transfer in the body, and something goes somewhere else. They know. A gateway to somewhere that you go somewhere. Exactly. The conscience or something goes somewhere. Exactly. Okay. So that being said, A, I think that would be a pretty cool discovery. It would be a huge discovery. In my, <laughs> this is where I get like, like my practical mind <clears throat> is like, yeah, but how do they prove it? Yeah. I, and I'm like, that's not the question. Yeah. They've done it. Yeah, exactly. but how? Like, yeah. I keep I keep getting hung up on, yeah, but you how? <laughs> it's like they've discovered how zombies, like, were created. Right. You know, they've right. answered that question. But how? But the zombies still exist. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so they've, they've unequivocally proven that there is a thing. There's another place. Um, the question is now, what do you do? So now, how does that affect your life? Like, how does that personally? Yeah. Because we'll start personally, and then we'll kind of go collectively what we think would happen. Personally, it wouldn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. I would, as far as a day-to-day living thing, I would I would not consider taking my life. I would not consider going going to this other place for a couple reasons. One, how? How did they prove it? I, I'm still stuck on that. Um, if I can suspend that for a while and just assume that they have, and I, and, and it is it's accurate. Um, because again, if they say math, I'm gonna lose my shit. Um, <laughs> I would say because they they have well, first and foremost, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy right where I am. So the knowledge that there is something else afterwards, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll get there. Yeah, I'm I'm very complacent. I'm very happy where I'm at now. You know, so I'm in no rush to get to that place. Specifically, because I have no idea what that place is. Yeah. So I would say that it really, in a day to day fashion, doesn't affect me. Yeah. That would be that would be my my personal thing. Agreed. Like I I would be like, oh, okay. Well, um, I'd be ex- I'd be curious. Yeah. I'd be like, well, well, that kind of takes a little bit of pressure off, I guess, to a certain degree. Right. Because if you know that you go somewhere, then you can maybe extrapolate the fact that 
if I'm going there, that means everyone else is going there. Potentially, yeah. So there's a chance that we could see each other again. Right. Sort of thing. So that makes it a little better in the sense of like anything that's passing, you know, everyone that's right. going. Um, being like, okay, well, there's an op- there's a chance based on what this is, we may be able to see each other sure. again. So for better or worse, maybe I don't want to see him again. Who knows? But whatever. <laughs> um, but that knowledge puts me a little bit more at peace. Um, and I wonder if that eventually in the long term does change my behavior at all. Are you, like, are you more – because I'm thinking like are people more reckless at that point? Like that would, do you go, well, yeah. you know what? I wanted to try skydiving. I've always been afraid my parachute won't open. But if it doesn't open, oh, well. Yeah. I'll I got another shot at something on the other side. I feel like euthanasia would definitely go through the roof. Yeah. Like basically like people are like struggling, like dying of some horrible disease they just be like, "Nope, I'm Done. out." Yeah. Yeah, when when are you when are you actually going to like tap? Right. I feel like that's going to be a lot earlier than normal. Oh, I I would say that there's definitely especially I think in the uh and this is just in, just initial reactions and I'm not, you know. No, this this is, is not a political commentary. We've done research on this guy, right. so these are facts. That we're going to throw you some statistics your way. Right. We're throwing you some alternate facts. Um <laughs> our, our alternative fact checkers are are here with us. Um <laughs> in in no way shape or form am I saying anything political by yeah. in, in this, but I think there would probably be in in some religious circles mm-hmm. a higher suicide rate or mm-hmm. mass mass uh death rate. Because they're probably, I would assume that some would want to get to that place. Sure. Um, if if they have been practicing or giving their entire lives to a certain faith, they want to see what's on the other side. So my guess would be that in certain religious circles, you would see a higher death rate. Well, I would say even religiously, yes. Um, you know, it's now that you bring that up. I wonder if that even means. Because here's what I'm going to – I'm also going to throw in another stipulation, the fact that there's an afterlife, meaning that we all go to the same place. Right. So it's not one or the other, like, sort of of thing. Meaning I wonder – okay, it's scientifically proven, but whether or not people actually buy into it's another thing. Because I'm thinking what I'm trying to get as, like, suicide bombings. Right. Like, religious sort of, like, killings and stuff like that. The idea that they're going to sacrifice themselves and take people with them, it's like, you're all going to the same place. Right. <laughs> it's but, not, you know, if if that is like absolutely absolutely adopted mm-hmm. by everyone, I wonder if all of a sudden that changes too. Like, how does that affect religion? Right. Yeah. On a, on a grander scale, mm. like if people well, that's know your point too. Like, it's not a heaven hell thing. So, like, well, first of all, how cool would that be? If science and faith come together, going like we both agree on something. Right. We both agree Finally, that there yeah. is an afterlife. Right. Boom. Like, I'm sure everyone would be like, whoa. <laughs> now the debate. Do we hug what? now, or what do we How do? How does this work? Do we embrace? Do we kiss? Uh, ooh, because um, then because then the debate comes. What's what is it that we go to? Exactly right. And if it was defined that we all go to the same place, it's like how does that affect religion in general? Right, exactly. Because you know a lot of religious practices, Catholicism specifically, if you commit suicide, you go to hell. And so yeah. that you know, and and then conversely, in some religions, committing suicide for your faith. You know, like 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 a like a bombing or something like that, gets you into the, the, the promised land. You know, with, with yeah. So, hmm. <clears throat> which so there's there's two very different looks on that depending on what religion you're from. But if all of that gets wiped out and it's you're just going to this place regardless, because that's you know, the thing too. Like yeah, especially with Christianity, like it's a very much a rewards based system where right. if you're good, you go to heaven. If you're bad, you go to hell. Exactly. But like more of a Buddhist sort of Hindu sort of thing where the idea of reincarnation right. and things like that, that probably aligns with them pretty well. They're like, yeah, we all go to the same place. Right. There's you, no, yeah. you know, or the idea of... Off a little bit. 
There you go. There we go. Pop that guard. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, the idea that reincarnation and stuff like that, that we're all part of the same right. thing. Right. Um, affects them probably, it probably more aligns with that sort of stuff. So there would definitely be some, I'm sure, um, issues dealing with that. But again, aside from people arguing on the, the fact of the matter of like what exactly it is, I'm wondering how that affects people on a day to day because if, if the, Christianity side of things, or just even the the I'd say the uh, uh, rewards based sort of stuff. Like if you're good, you go here. If you're bad, you go here. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that affects people's behavior. Like, does that mean that maybe so now if, they're just like well, I don't need to be good? If I'm we're all going the same place, I'm just gonna just fuck you. I'm gonna take your money. You know, right. fuck or, you, and then I'm gonna take your money. Yeah, like that's whatever. Like I'm gonna do what I want because we're all going the same place. Right. So there's no. Right or wrong, so to speak, in a sense that we all go to the same place. So, in the, so in the sense, it it be it makes everyone's uh, the the moral fabric of society starts to kind of become thinner and thinner and thinner until it just. I think so because if you don't know, there's always that question: Well, what if? So right. That may plague a lot of people, and that may make a decision at the end of like, do I stab this person or not? I don't know. <laughs> Um, versus, like, if you know you everyone's going to go to the same place, it's like, nah, sure, why not? Right. You know, maybe it doesn't affect them as much. Yeah, I'll see you on the other side there. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I would still like to believe that, you know, for the sake of, um, you know, suffering and stuff like that, like, you don't want... It's not like killing someone is necessarily going to be easier. Well, I'm or wondering, dying is necessarily going to be easier. No, and I'm wondering though too if it's if it's one of those things where when we've talked about this where it takes generations. Mm-hmm. Like initially, no, because we have for so many years been been you know bred in a certain way. Like we all have been taught and told and molded and shaped and and, and directed and down this one path of. Well, no, it's it's kind of everyone for the it's the greater good. Everyone's nice to each other as much as possible, with some yeah. exceptions here and there. <clears throat> but I'm wondering if over multiple generations, hundreds of hundreds of years, eventually does that go away? You know, like for yeah. a long time, you know, there there were practices, you know, back in the in the ancient times that are no that they got phased out, and sure. we no longer practice those things. Some things have replaced them, and so from a uh, you know a um, uh, anth- uh, not uh, anthrop- anthropological anthropology sure. standpoint, you know, does that does that generationally generationally get like bred out of us? Where it, yeah, because initially I don't think you may see a slight change, but I don't think I think everyone as a whole would be about the same. I think if you could survive the first couple generations of that. Um, you would probably establish. I would think a new religion would probably be established. That's a, to that's some a degree fair point too. Yeah. Of the idea of. Um, there would probably be more different rules, societal rules and, and, and uh, norms and things like that that would take hold. Um, it, but I, I don't yeah. think it would be, like I said, I, I feel like things like euthanasia would definitely become more commonplace yeah. because it's like, why do we need to suffer? What's the point? Because right, yeah, yeah. Why, why, if you find out you have cancer, I mean, I'm sure probably going to wreck insurance companies. People like, I got cancer, adios. From a business Gone. standpoint, yeah. You know, like that treatment stuff's no longer, you yeah. know, like what's the point of curing cancer when right. we can just go on? Well, in life insurance, yeah. think about that too. I mean, <laughs> they can only pay out so much until they finally just go, you know what? No one gets life insurance. Well, I'm anymore. sure they're going to be like euthanasia. We're shutting it down. Euthanasia is not covered in, in <laughs> yeah, right. of our right. policy in that sort of regard. Because, um, I mean, again, I, I, it poses the question, at what point do people tap out? 
You know, like yeah. you're not going to how how bad are things going to get before you're like, I'm just going to go on. But the thing is, though, like what I keep going back to is that you don't know what's on the other side. True. So like you could be tapping out and going, you know what? I'm just going to end this suffering. But you're walking right into a world of suffering. That yeah, you don't it could even be from one hell to another. You don't exactly. Know. So that that's that's my ultimate. Mm-hmm. That's what I would continue to go back to is, look, until we can prove what this thing is, you don't know what it like. Sure. You're, you're if. But you know you're going somewhere. Work on this mm-hmm. where you're at now. Yeah. Worry about that when the time actually comes. Sure. Like I do. I would say don't don't thrust yourself into the unknown. I think you would definitely. I'm not sure. I'm not assuming like someone like skins their knee. They're like, all right, put a gun in my no, head. No, I understand. But that. like, I'm, I'm saying I, someone I would, I would, has a sure. is a terminal, painful, incurable disease. I mean, if you yeah, exactly. Like you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, I just I just had a daughter. Like, I'm not just gonna be like, adios, Jill. Right. You know, like, have fun raising her. Like, I it would need to be for me personally a good reason, right? But the thing that would suck is it would always come up in my mind. Is like, well, is now the time? Is now the time? That so we you do think this? you would be that? I would almost treat it like uh, a pet. You know, to a certain degree, okay. like, is now the time to put them down because I don't want them to suffer. Interesting. And I know they're going somewhere. Interesting. Not that I know that with pets. But, you know, it's like if I know that someone's well, going like to... Well, if someone... a dog's life has taught me anything, that movie, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're somewhere they go. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's the same thing with pets. Like, I mean, your pets would assuming go to the same place too, right? I mean, I would think that it's not just... It would not just be a, a human-specific sure. thing. That it would be, any, be any life form would so, go there. So do trees go? Well, because technically they're alive. Bugs? Spiders? Oh, see, I'm out now. <laughs> no, see, I don't... Fuck it, I'm not dying. You show up in the next place, I'm it's dying. like, welcome to spider world. God damn it! <laughs> You're a spider. Right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Look, I if I was a spider... I didn't see this coming at all. And I lived in spider world, I feel like that'd be okay. <laughs> if I was a spider in, like, giant newspaper land, I don't think I'd be okay with that. And if I was a human in spider world, I would be very upset. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> But a spider in Spider World or Spider Land, I feel like that'd be like going to a Disney amusement park for We're spiders. all on the same level here. Right, exactly. I'm not scared of you because I am you. So That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be really interesting because I definitely think people – I think the suicide rate would be higher. Yes, I, I, think, I, I agree to that. I think we can agree that people would just be more willing to be like, I'm out. I'm chancing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, things are just shitty right now, and I don't right. see them coming back, or what's the point? Right. Or would we force people, will we execute people more willingly, because we know... We're not... It's not the end. Is, is there... Does that become even a punishment, though? Or, <laughs> or does execution come off the table, and you try to prolong their life here? Here's something I see from a terrifying uh, standpoint policy where it's like, round up all the homeless and execute them. Oh, man. Right? Or round up all the mentally ill and execute make, them. Yeah, like whatever the other side is, make either, either make them, you know, they populate that area or maybe... Because the other thing you have to consider, too, is is it a is it a mercy thing? Like, on the other side, homelessness, mental illness, disease... Any of these afflict, any of these things that you that you run into, is not a thing. Like, is it? Ooh. Is it even bodies? Is it a conscious? Is it a spirit? Is it a? Are you just a ball of light? Like, what? What is it? You know like, what it is. That's is it, the thing. You like, know what that, it is. It's not our problem anymore. <laughs> that's what it is. It's because well, it takes it takes any of the of that onus off of you know like th- there's no you, there is no consideration. There doesn't have to be consideration. I see a eugenics 
situation happening. Eugenics essentially was the was and probably still creeps around out there the idea that um, only the people with the best genetics should be able to uh, reproduce. Okay. So if you have, I don't know, like terrible eyesight like me, that would be a mark against me for having children. Got it. Because they're like, nope, you're not, mm, you're we passing along we a faulty gene. We want to breed that out. Yeah. Or you're an idiot. You shouldn't be able to reproduce. Like me. <laughs> As I said that so forcefully at your face, you're an yeah. idiot. You shouldn't reproduce. It's like giving examples. If you have poor eyesight like me or you're an idiot like you, yeah, you know, right. either way. <laughs> but I mean, I could see that happening where it's like, hey, look, why, why, sh- why should we put a burden on our society and our economy? Yeah. For these types of people, when we could just send them on, we'll send them on to the next place. That's an interesting, yeah. The I mean, idea that, that of would this, make like, again that the this perfect race thing, right? The, fa- the the moral fabric of society starts to it changes thinner because and thinner. you know there's somewhere else that they're going, and it's not your problem here, right? But again, I go back to the fact of you could be sending them to a terrible, terrible next world fate. Like you don't that that's I I will. Always go back and to I that And I agree point. with you. Yeah. I just see the dark side of it, which is basically they, like, they, we don't care. They know there's another place. Whatever that may be, it's there. We're graduating them to the next world. Sure, 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 and sure. instead of them, you know, being a burden here, because I know that's immediately what would happen. Right. Maybe right. not even on a governmental level, but on a, on a, on a personal level, yeah. where it's just like, you see, a, you know, someone sees a beggar on the street and they're like, this guy doesn't have a home. He's suffering. Let's right. put him out of his misery. Or an ALS patient or an Alzheimer's patient sure. or someone who's going through a terrible degenerative disease. Exactly. Or, yeah. at what, again, like at what point you're just like, or if a child is born with a deformity sure, or something sure, like that, sure, it's yeah. like, do you subject them to this world when you know that there's something else beyond here? But you don't know if it's good or bad, but it's like... right. God, that complicates things. I mean, so much. The thing, yeah, I would, for me on a personal level, it doesn't complicate anything. Same here. Like, but I, it, it, there's there's no question because first and foremost, I don't know what is on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I'd have no idea if I'm doing a good thing by sending them on, helping them on, or if I'm basically condemning whatever it is that goes over their soul or whatever to eternal damnation. Like, I have no idea what's on the other side. But from a larger perspective, I can see where m- many people would probably look to benefit from yeah. the ability to go, well, you know what? My conscience is a little more clean right now because I don't got to worry about that. Does that make war easier? Going to war with people? Hmm. Knowing that death leads to somewhere else? It, I think it all depends on what it, it would. To me, it would depend on does the greater populace subscribe to the it's even more terrifying because we don't know what it is? Or does the greater populace subscribe to, fuck it, it's something else? It's a relief that there's something else. Right. So, like, it, it all depends on from a from from a larger, from a from a bird's eye view, right, from, from the group mentality, which way does the majority lean? Does it lean to that? We don't know. We still don't know what it is. Or does it lean towards the, it's something. That, yeah. I think that would be the huge deciding factor is, which way does the popular? Which way does the majority lean? Because you know, I, I think back to back to ancient, more ancient societies where they firmly, you know, a lot of people again, it's more faith based, but they, yeah, yeah. Believe, they believe I go to meet my ancestors, right? And it was you know? that was that was law. They yeah. knew it to be true. They're like yeah. you know, like the Vikings, you know, I go to Valhalla. You know, a lot of other people are like, I'm going to see my ancestors. You right, know, right. Uh, you know, whatever in the Great Lodge or wherever. You know, we're going to fight and and whatever. So I don't know if it necessarily makes war easier. I don't know if it necessarily makes. Does it make death easier? 
you know, again, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I'm retreading the same ground over and over again asking these questions, but I'm, just, I'm still like kind of like wandering through it with yeah. the idea of I'm thinking of like <laughs> if there's a situation where someone's, you know, suffering, I feel like it makes euthanasia easier. It, it does. I, I, well, yeah, I mean, again, pr- presumably it does. Yes, because it, it's like at least I'm not just – you're not just you're, – you're ceasing to exist. Right. You're not just dissipating into the ether. You're you, – we know that you're going somewhere. Right. Whereas it's like if you don't know, it's like there's a chance I'm just going to be burying you in the ground. Right. And you, you – you, I think there's something innately sad about something that's alive that ceases to exist and knowing that it's just gone. Right, right, and yeah. I yeah. think that's what's terrifying yeah. about death. Absolutely. Is the idea it's that just everything you just, just stop. stop. Yeah. It's gone. You cease to exist. Yeah. And on a cellular level, you then decompose, which provides food for the rest of the life, continue yeah, the circle yeah. of life sort of stuff. But in the idea of consciousness, you know, happiness, sadness, everything like that, that's gone and poof, no more. Right. So I feel like that's usually, and obviously the idea that that, that doesn't exist for you to attach to anymore. And then if I think there's some sort of solace in the fact that if knowing that thing goes, it is going somewhere. It's still existing to some degree. There's a little bit of peace that comes with that, yeah. you know that. Yeah. Even if you don't know where it is, you do know that like you are existing somewhere else to some degree. Yeah. So I feel like that makes euthanasia easier in that sense of like, I'm not going to be able to communicate with you further, but I know you're going on somewhere else. I know it for a fact. There's no doubt. And maybe one day, whatever whatever goes on, and whatever I. What you know, whatever that thing is that goes on, we'll meet back up and this exactly. And that. There's yeah. a, there's the idea of that we could reconnect. So it leaves leaves maybe a line of hope open yes. still. So to that degree, I feel like that makes that sort of stuff easier. Yeah. I think death, just natural deaths and stuff like that, are mm. a little better. I think maybe it makes some of the horrific accidental things a little bit like car wrecks and things like that. It makes them yeah. a little bit easier to deal with because you're like at least. There's someplace else, and I know there's someplace else. Right, right. It's not like I hope there's somewhere else. I think the way that that I would look at that would be to go back <clears throat> and look on a very micro level mm-hmm. on in in sections of societies. Like, let's look at like a super religious section of like the Viking, or like let's mm-hmm. like take groups of people who who in their minds knew without a shadow of a doubt that they were going to a next place mm-hmm. like you know the vikings to valhalla or who you know take pick another group christians yeah. to heaven or hell something like pick pick a pick multiple groups and and look at that within those small communities was it easier you know to to relieve some of their suffering was it easier to go to war what is it easier mm-hmm. i think using those as case studies would would be a way sure. for us to that's a good point to extrapolate and kind of go okay based off of all these data points I, it's safe to say that from a larger global level this is where society would go to that's a good point or where they would actually. lean to yeah because you know obviously some uh you know more militaristic societies you know probably had that sort of stuff like I go to meet my ancestors or whatever yeah definitely didn't have a problem going to war yeah yeah you know because to some of them actually like growing old like you know the 
Spartans to some degree. I mean, some of that's been romanticized because of Zack Snyder's 300. But the idea <laughs> that if you grew old and died natural death, that was a terrible way to go. Right, exactly. You hadn't, you hadn't, there was no honor to that. There was no, yeah. Someone dying in battle, not just dying, but basically like, you know, going berserk mode in battle. Right. Killing lots of people and dying in battle in a glorious way. Was and like, getting was, a story. Was yeah. the best way to go. Yeah, absolutely. To them. So they didn't, they didn't fear death in that sort of way. Um, versus, you know, obviously nowadays, like, we want to live as long as possible, enjoy our lives. Right. You know, except Doug. Except Doug, who's like, you know, I'll die when I die. Um, but, you know. You the, had the same as everyone else. Yeah. You had a life. You had a life. Love that line. Um, but I, I think that's a really good point. Like, we could probably look at that on a global level, assuming that everyone accepts it again, which yeah, is yeah. impossible. That's not going to be the case. But if someone, everyone were to accept that this is true, it's a fact of life. I'd be really curious to see if we would tear ourselves apart or if we would adopt it and move together as a collective. I mean, and in fact, that would possibly be – I've always – it's funny because uh, I mentioned off mic, uh, I've been listening to a recent podcast with uh, Shane Smith on the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah. And they were talking about um, uh, some different things. And the, one of the things that uh, Shane Smith brought up is just that humans um, – Unless we have something to unite ourselves with collectively, he's like, we'll always fight each other. Like, And, and that's what I always joked. Um, I reference uh, Warhammer 40K and the orcs. Whenever you can. Whenever I can. The orcs are the humans of, of our real okay, life. Yeah. When the idea that the orcs, in lieu of finding anything else to unite them and fight, they just fight each other all the time. They okay. just, they're warlike creatures. They right. like to fight. But, man, if you unite them under one banner, they're the scariest thing in the universe. Okay. Like, no one can stop them. But all it, but they have to be united by one leader, and one leader will basically beat everyone else into submission, and then they will follow that leader, and they will go and just destroy because they love to fight. Yeah. And then if there's nothing left, like, say they conquer a place, and they're like, there's nothing left to conquer, they'll just start fighting each other. Right. This is, that's, that's their nature. And they're bored. And they, yeah. And they're like, we like to fight. And right. that's how they go. And I like, that's how humans are. We have all these different tribes. We've got the United States. We've got North Korea. We've got all this stuff. We're all these different tribes of people. Right. We all have our own different things and stuff like that. If you could somehow find a way to unite the entire human race, and we've oh, talked yeah. about this on a previous podcast, our power would be immeasurable. Yeah. The universe would shit its pants because if we combined all of our resources, we had one global government that yeah. was not fascist or totalitarian or like kind of like in the Star Trek universe, if yeah. you will. Humanity united and they basically found their way to do interstellar travel and right, things like right. that. If we were able to do that, like if, if the only way it would happen is if there's some sort of disaster like an asteroid's going to hit the Earth. Right. We've got to pull our resources. We've got to find each of our Bruce Willis's and send them up to the – to the asteroid, right? You know, we have to find a way to like make this work, uh, and when we do that, it's it's impressive, like right. what we're capable of doing. So I wonder if this is the kind of thing that would maybe unite the human race if we could all be like, "There's an afterlife," right? But if if that was the case, an asteroid was coming, I feel like a lot of people. Would oh, be like, people would be like, "Later, fuck it." Yeah, I'm not talking about natural disaster oh, okay. wise. I'm saying like this is the 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 catalyst that makes everyone be like agree on the same sort of level, like. We're all connected. I still think, though, you're going to get <clears throat> pushback. As much as science has proved it, you're going to get pushback oh. from a lot of different groups that says, no, that's wrong. Oh, sure. And it's still heaven or hell. Or, no, that's wrong. It's still this or it's still that. There wouldn't be a universal acceptance <clears throat> of the no. actual ex – of what e exactly it is. But they'd be like, well, of course there's an afterlife. We've told you there's an afterlife. But that's not what it is. Right. Even if, like, science were to 
pull up some math like they solve for X and they're like, we all go to the same place. It's proven. It's right yeah. here. It's proven here. They could still, you know, faith wise. That's be not like, what we believe. No, that's in. what we believe right. in and stuff like that. Would still exist. So I don't thing. think I. I don't think this could, in that sense. Yeah. I. I'm. I don't know if that could be a, a strong enough thing because people, if it challenges someone's core fundamental beliefs, then it's dangerous to them. Oh sure. So I don't. I don't know if that could be something that would. But I feel like it's almost like a compromise. It's like yes, you're right. There when is you, an afterlife. When have you ever heard a faith compromising? A faith compromising. I'm just saying. And again, nothing against <laughs> faith, but you have to admit that it's a personal thing. You have to admit that even if you're of a faith, you have to admit you don't compromise. It's a personal thing that's wrapped up in your identity, so yes. you're really not willing to compromise on a lot of that stuff. So, but for some reason, they're coming. It's to like the table. when someone tells me the Boondock Saints isn't good. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not compromising on that. Exactly. It's so, pers- wrapped up in my personal identity. Exactly. So that's why when someone's like, "Ah, Blink One Eight Two, I never really liked him," I'm like, "Go fuck yourself. You're dead to me." <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where you know. If it's like all of a sudden collectively we're like, all right, cool, there is an afterlife. I yes, if if you but then it's like, say, but what which afterlife right. is it? You know, that's where then it just shifts. I yeah. feel like it doesn't change much. It just goes, well, duh, this is what it is now. <laughs> well, duh, yeah. So that much just, for you, scientists. All, all that does is that makes the atheists and agnostics go, all right, well, we were wrong. They're like, shit. It, we were wrong to a point. <laughs> doesn't necessarily prove there's God. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily prove, but there is a place. Yeah. So we'll concede that. Yeah, who created yeah. the place? And exactly. then it just restarts And then it just re- it, we hit the reset yeah. button and it's it goes again. All yeah. these different things. Yeah. So it really doesn't fix anything religious-wise. <laughs> Everyone's just like, well, it's, it's, but which place is it now? We've established as a place. It's yeah. my place. It's my place. It's my place. It's like, yeah. Now you have to consider, too, what is going over? Is it your conscience? Ooh. Is it your spirit, That's your soul? Is it is it your body? Like, is it, uh, do you, like, fr- leave one body and then, like, hit another body and now you're walking around again? And it, yeah. then there's, is, is there an issue of overpopulation? How are you feeding everyone? Does nutrition exist? Do you have to eat? What about fuel? What about natural resources? Well, that's, that's why it sucks that people right. figured it out because all of a sudden there's a mass immigration. Exodus, yeah. But someone has built a wall that's not letting people get in <laughs> because they don't like all of the immigrants coming into the new afterlife. Right. So on the other side, someone's going, they figured out we're here. We need to stop There's too many in. people coming too in. Too many people. They're taking the jobs. It's not safe. Right. We're not going to be okay. Too many floating orbs of light. It's not happening. Hanging around. We can't do it. No. <laughs> so uh, that would obviously be a problem for that sort of regard. I, I kind of like to think that it's literally you just wake up and it's like like just a, a new world. So like you just, go, you 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 quote unquote fall asleep on this side. You die, uh-huh. and all of a sudden your eyes just open in another button. You're you're in another world. Another question is: Does your conscious, like from the previous world, follow you? Do you over? remember it? My guess would probably be no. My guess is going to be no too. Yes, like people aren't just going, Steve. Yeah. Hey, remember when we went yeah. fishing and I drowned? That yeah. sucked. So that's yeah. probably the one thing that sucks, which it wouldn't really suck because no one would realize it. They'd be like, I'll see you on the other side, right. maybe, but you won't remember me. Right. <laughs> but that would be a good thing because what yeah. if all these murderers, right, uh-huh. or, or whatever, like if, if you had people who were doing like, you know, the made killing easier and all that, and you just, you, you execute a bunch of people, send them over there, then you got over there. And now what happens? Can you die there too? And if you die there, where do you go? Is there another place where you go? Yeah. And then reality. there's this daisy chain of just like, or do you go back? To Earth? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Is it just, maybe that's what a lot of it is. It's just like, there's like these several sort of like realities. Yeah. And when you die in one, there's like a cycle. Yeah, yeah. you just go through. Yeah. And you Now just, we're getting into essentially 
uh, Buddhism or Hinduism sure. with the reincarnation and you're hitting your different layer, mm-hmm. elevating your levels every time you, yeah. Well, really, it's just how, like, you know, the the universe is like, all right, we've got to have a system here. Right? right, exactly. You guys start here. Organize and chaos. you go around, and then we'll make another reality, guys. We need to make, I vote we make another reality. We have too much. We got to have a break between the last reality and the first one because they're coming back around too quick. Just the universal elders are are, yes. are putting this to a vote. They're like, all right, we got to create a new reality. It should be Kitty Cat World. They like Kitty Cats. Let's do Kitty Cat World. All right, cool. <laughs> and so they just kind of come back world. around, and then like, and that's just kind of how like all the energy just kind of goes through. Yeah. It's like there's like yeah. these eight different realities that you just cycle through. So when you go from one, you go to the next. You go from Spiderland to Kitty Cat World, and then yep. you go from Kitty Cat World. To Mario World, Mario exactly, yeah, <laughs> Super Mario World. Just everyone's on Rainbow Road, <laughs> Rainbow Road, bitches. <laughs> See, I could totally get on board with that. That would be hilarious. That would be awesome. Yeah, but in in Spider World, mm-hmm. ever again, everyone has to be a spider. I'm putting my, I'm putting my my there. There are conditions that have to be met if Justin, I'm going to go to in this world. world. Not everyone gets to be a human. I understand that, but if you're going to Spider World, so I'm saying you got to be a the spider. same thing. Would say in Spider World. You wouldn't necessarily, everyone would get to be spider. So What else is there? I would just hope that you did good in the previous world so you get to be a spider. Oh, spider wait, world. now we're just back on the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> Otherwise, you get to be a fly <laughs> in spider world, which is also. What if you just woke up and your your multi-optic eyes just like sprung to life and you're like, oh, shit. For a half a second, you do have a little bit of carryover and you just go, Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, wait, mm, I want to eat. <laughs> wait, what was I worried about? Eh, yeah. Fuck it. Me. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sound of a spider? No, it's a, sp- it a fly. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Shit. <laughs> spider world. Spider world. <laughs> Full of webs. <laughs> um, you know what I think they would have in spider world? A throwdown! <laughs> I was like, and then there's this other reality. You know what I think it's called? The throwdown world. So in today's throwdown, um, I'm giving you a gift. Oh. I'm gifting this to you. Uh-oh. Um... I will be able to have some opinions, but mm-hmm. you will be the the end all be all deciding. I will be factor the guide in this in this world that we're about to, to head to into. Who who lives mm-hmm. and who goes to the alternate world? Okay, there we right? go. Okay, because it's not to the death; it's to the next it's world. It's to now. the next world, exactly. <laughs> who sends whom to the next world? Gotcha. Um, so today we're going to take two authors. Okay, who I know you are big fans of. Okay, it's going to be Mr. Neil Gaiman. Versus Mr. Stephen King. Ooh. And here's the caveat. Uh-huh. They can bring Ooh. any of their characters. They can bring three of Let's any. Let's just say one. Let's all right. They can bring I was like, if they bring three, this is going to be insane. Go, well, you're lucky because I was going to say, <laughs> first I was going to say as many as they want. Nope. Then I went down to five in my head and I said, maybe three is better. So they have the ability to bring any single character from any of their works. Mm-hmm into existence mm-hmm. to help them. Gotcha. Is it trial by combat? Essentially, they're they're choosing their champion to fight for them, like in Game of Thrones? Yeah. I've been, I've been watching Game of Thrones. You know what? I like this. They're like, but it was a... Uh, but then they also have to go at it. <laughs> it's like, trial by combat, choose your champion. I wonder who they'd pick. That's the, that's the fun part. Because... Because obviously, the first thing I think of with Neil Gaiman is like, you know, Sandman. Right. Death. Right. Um... You know, any which of I those feel like characters. that's almost like a trump card. Like, yeah, right. You bring death out, and it's just like, well, all right. That's. But the thing with death is that she's fair. Death doesn't necessarily kill people just for the sake of killing them. No. She kills them. She takes their souls to the other when their time to is the up. next place. Right. Exactly. Um, so she's not there to be like, ah, combat. Like she just takes them. Delirium or or uh, Del- d- despair. Delirium's just too unpredictable. 
No, it's not despair. Who's the one that is uh, gender neutral? Who that's is, desire. That's desire. Desire would be a formidable one because I feel like yeah. desire is Desire's all about manipulative to a certain degree. But on the other end, if you have Roland <laughs> from the Dark Tower, just you right. know ooh, fire bullets, ooh, ooh, but do true. those bullets hurt them? It depends on who he's firing at. Exactly. Yeah. So, which you know, or you could just bring out the. Crimson oh wait, no, King. that's Stephen King. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought I was in my head. I was like, oh, Dark Tower is Neil Gaiman. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Stephen King can also bring out the Crimson King if he wanted to. I see not that's why I said you're going to yeah. be cuz you've already you've already lost where I feel like Neil Gaiman has more par- powerful characters just in his universe cuz he deals a lot with gods. Yeah, okay. Um whereas Stephen King deals with obviously horrifying things. Right. Um so definitely some interesting inner, characters. Inner demons and such. And actual demons right. like the clown Pennywise from It. Right. Um so um, I think that Neil Gaiman is going to have the advantage okay. on his champion. All right. Because, again, like I'm thinking of anyone from Stephen King's universe that could rival Sandman. Yeah. It's Sandman. I would, I would probably, of the, of the uh, Endless, I would probably pick him because he definitely, we've seen him defeat, fight, and defeat others. Right. He would just have to stop being emo for a second to right. actually focus fight. up, Sandman. But the idea being that, like, hey, you've been chosen as a champion. Like Neil Gaiman goes, "You owe me a boon," as that's one of the things. <laughs> right, that's yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. owe me a boon. I need you to fight this guy to the death. And Sandman's like, ah, "Okay, fine, fine. Give me my mask, Lucio." <laughs> Lucio's like, "Here you are, sir." And then um, I think Stephen King could definitely. I mean, again, maybe, maybe Randall Flag. Randall Flag has some pretty crazy magic but i don't see him beating sandman no like sandman is just too like all powerful i mean he's one of the, like the seven pillars of creation right. basically so i feel like the champions in that regard i feel like i'd have to give it to neil gaiman, to gaiman? okay now gaiman versus stephen king i'm probably still gonna give it to neil gaiman because stephen king got hit by a van a few years like uh, 10 years ago did he yeah he got hit he got um in a car wreck. Oh, okay. Like he was he was walking and a, and a driver uh, hit him. And well, he, he didn't get in a car wreck then. He got hit. Sorry, yeah. He, he got fucking a, run over. He wasn't, yeah, he was basically <laughs> run over by a Jesus, car. Jesus, yeah. And at that point, he'd only finished <clears throat> four of the seven uh, Dark Tower books. Okay. He'd taken a break from them, and he got hit by uh, this car, and uh, he was afraid that he wasn't going to finish him, and so were the fans. They're like, oh, my God. He's not going to finish this yeah. <laughs> story. So he was in a lot of pain, and eventually he recovered, and he's like, I need to finish this story. So it kind of got him on track. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, so I feel like he's got some residual issues with that. Uh, but we also know physically. that he also know that he's, he's, uh, he's, um, he bounces back. <laughs> he does bounce back. I was going to say, he's res- I, I, I'll, I'll, the only word I can think now, it's an R word I wanted to say. But resilient. Resilient. Because yes. all, all I can think of is residual. I'm like, that's what you just said. That's not it. <laughs> yes. So we can see that he's resilient. He's resilient, but he also has some lasting effects from it. That's fair. That's fair. He was also a really bad alcoholic, had some addiction problems in the past. Mm-hmm. Not that it has anything to do with he's it now. He's numbed but himself, so that's yeah. good. I mean, he's he like, can't feel nah. things. <laughs> Drunken boxing. Uh, I feel like Neil Gaiman would have the advantage in that sense, but he's we also scrappy. have to remember that Stephen King is from the Northeast, so he's got that little bit of edge to him, yeah, like Bill Burr from Boston yep. sort of thing, yep, 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 where he's yep. just like, ah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but I still think I'd give it to Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Because Neil Gaiman, uh, while... He's got the wingspan. He's, he's long, he's yeah. lanky, 
Not that Stephen King wouldn't put up a fight. Oh, no, he's a scrapper. But I mean, he would yeah. definitely get in some blows. But I would say Neil Gaiman's champion and Neil Gaiman would win in the fight against Stephen King. There you go. Stephen King's champion. I don't even know who Stephen King could really pick because <laughs> I think they would lose to the champion. But Stephen King Stephen King goes, to, he the goes next, to the next level. To the, to the other next, side. To the other side. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Justin nodded. He's like, yeah, it was good. I know. I know. I was pleased with I it. I was here. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. Let us know what you think, If uh, based on this weird topic. Um, if you think how this would affect a society. A society. A society. There's a snake world, too, by yep. the way. Uh, how this would affect society. Um, if you think... Uh, you know, knowing that there's an afterlife for sure, if there would, if that would affect you on a day-to-day basis, um, you know how you think it would affect the world. We'd love to hear what your what your thoughts are on that. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook. Uh, look us up on there. Find our page. You can also find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And Justin has a website. You can find me online at JustinStrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast, as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milo Stavanovich. It's called the Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the best bar podcast ever on instagram twitter and snapchat i'm at justin underscore michael spelled m-i-k-e-l it's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm check us out on itunes and uh other podcasting facilities um and areas in the digital space and subscribe to us review us and communicate to us and let us know what you like and what you want us to talk about and if you think you want to be on if you think you can handle the heat and the thunderdome that's right step in and never forget that Officer Brock knows. Officer Brock knows. Hashtag know. Officer Brock knows. Hashtag Officer Brock knows. And also check out Two East Eighth uh, on all social media and TwoEastEighth.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Mind Gap Podcast.